Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. In this episode, I am speaking with the man that wakes you up on your TV every morning, WBTV's John Carter. After graduating from Appalachian State, he started his TV career at WBTV and slowly worked his way up the ladder. He left for a little bit to start his own video production company and even a very successful comic book shop. He also dabbled in politics as a North Carolina state senator for the 25th district. But his calling in television was strong, and he went back to WBTV, where you can see him every morning on the WBTV News Morning Show and the WBTV News at Noon. John Carter, it is so good to see you and hear you today. And you too, Um, Lori. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Love on the Go podcast. For those of you who have not heard of John Carter, and I I can't imagine who that would be, perhaps if you live outside of North Carolina, John, you have had such an interesting, varied past and really fascinating journey professionally. I know you're working currently at WBTV. Tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing. Well, I anchor the uh, morning newscast from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock a.m., and then I also anchor, co-anchor the morning newscast, and I co-anchor the noon newscast. And while Mary King, my normal uh, co-anchor, is out on maternity leave, I'm taking her place on the QC morning show that airs from 9 to 10 on WBTV. So uh, you can certainly get your fill (laughs) of me during the day if you choose to. I don't know if I could take, let's see, that's two, three, four hours. I, you know, that might be a little too much. I don't know. But that's that's what I do. And I've been doing uh, the morning news for the last 26 years. Obviously, mm-hmm. as a professional matchmaker, I want to hear a little bit about your first marriage. And obviously, that, that didn't pan out in terms of a forever match. Um, and then you did find your forever match recently. Well, you found her a while ago, but you recently yes. did get married. Yes. But you know, when people get married for the first time, they're they're in a little bit of a bubble. They're in love, their family mm-hmm. and friends come to the wedding, everyone's happy. There's mm-hmm. usually a honeymoon and a honeymoon phase, and they think that nothing will ever disrupt that love. And then kids come along and people mm-hmm. get have stress at jobs and they have friends and family that are sort of tugging on them to do other things and people get distracted that that core connection is is unravels and then and then other things come down the line and what i think would be interesting to hear is any advice that you can give that would perhaps help people to avoid divorce. You know, how do you stay together? How could you possibly stay together as a couple? How do you prevent that situation where people go their separate ways, where they're no longer aligned in their journey in love together? 
Well, <laughs> if, if I knew the real answer to that, Laurie, we would never have any divorce whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but from my experience, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I found and what I think was. And, and let me say that the, when I first got married, mm-hmm. um, I, I take a lot of responsibility for what happened and what led to the dissolution of, of the marriage. So I take a lot of responsibility for that because I was not ready to get married. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that created a lot of issues right there that mm-hmm. I wasn't. I felt pressure to get married okay. uh, from a lot of different outside sources. And uh, we mm-hmm. had been dating. We had dated in high school and mm-hmm. we had dated in college. And I think my thought was, well, you've been dating this long. We need to get mm-hmm. married. And of course, mm-hmm. you feel love for someone else, too. And, and, you, mm-hmm. and you think all that's going to work out. What I found to be the greatest issue, and especially on my part, was communication. Mm-hmm. Was not communicating clearly before you get married and mm-hmm. after. Because if you're... if you know, a lot of times I didn't say things that I wish I had said if I wasn't mm-hmm. comfortable with something or if I didn't mm-hmm. like something. Because as uh, as Jackie will tell you, I'm mm-hmm. a people pleaser and I want to mm-hmm. please folks. And I and I mm-hmm. enjoy doing that. But at the same time, what happens is, is sometimes you lose yourself a little bit. You're trying so hard mm-hmm. to please others. You, you do things that you wouldn't normally do or you don't feel comfortable with. And, and over the course of time, that grows and grows and grows. And so when you're trying to do for others and not looking out after yourself as well, there's nothing wrong with self-care, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I think what happened was is I, I didn't understand that at the time. And mm-hmm. I didn't communicate well at all. I was, I was here. I am in the communications business, mm-hmm. exactly. but I did not, I, I did not communicate those things well. And I didn't communicate my wants and my needs because I was so concerned about trying to meet the needs of others. And, mm-hmm. and that caused a growing apart, I think. And, uh, so it, it was, it was just tough. I, I, I was not, I, nothing against who I was married to. She's a wonderful Mm -hmm. person. There's no question Mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. I was not ready and I probably should have waited, but I did Mm -hmm. not. That's Mm -hmm. on me. Mm -hmm. And, and once we, and before we were married and once we were married, I was, I didn't communicate well. And I'm going to say it this in a, in, and I mean this in a, I don't mean this in a devious, not honest way. I wasn't honest. I, Mm -hmm. I didn't tell her, I didn't say things how I really felt about things. I didn't express myself in an honest mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. I think I think that really I didn't want to get I nobody likes confrontation. Right. And I didn't want to get into confrontations. And Jackie, mm-hmm. with whom I'm married to now and just love, it's she has really helped me learn how to express myself. And to be very Mm -hmm. open and honest about things. Mm -hmm. And even though that may cause some friction, which it does, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you don't, you may not agree with everything that everyone believes in or says or whatever. If you can talk it out, when Mm -hmm. you can sit there and and try to just talk it out in a calm, rational manner, as opposed to getting Mm -hmm. very emotional about it and excited about it and activated Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, it really helps. And, you know, not... You do, you may not always uh, agree with the other person, but if you 
try to look at their point and all. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's there's nothing wrong with a little button heads in any yeah. kind of relationship, even here at work. You know, mm-hmm. we don't always get along 100 percent. We disagree on things, but we work right. it out. And right. that is what that's what that's what hurt me in in that first marriage is that mm-hmm. I didn't ever I, I never felt comfortable being open and honest. And that's all on me, not on her, mm-hmm. because I think she would have been very open to that. But because mm-hmm. of the way I was raised and how I came up, you know, you just mm-hmm. we just didn't do that. I will say this. And, you know, I love my mom and dad wonderfully. They're wonderful, wonderful people. They both since passed. I never once heard my mom and dad argue ever, oh, wow. ever, never. Mm-hmm. So I did not grow up in a in an atmosphere of seeing a, a marriage where there was any kind of conflict that caused mm-hmm. us to, well, we need to work this out kind of thing. I grew mm-hmm. up in an age when my dad was the dominant person in the relationship. And it was mm-hmm. basically my dad's way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And my mom, who was a wonderful, wonderful mother, a wonderful a person who was a great uh, uh, companion and great wife, uh, wife for my dad, she did not express herself maybe as much as she could have. My dad mm-hmm. probably didn't express himself as much as he could in a way, but it was that era yes. when, you know, the the man was very dominant in the relationship. So, yes. and, and Jackie, Jackie and I have talked about, I think you and I may have talked about this at one point too, uh, mm-hmm. several years ago, because you and I have mm-hmm. known each other for quite a while. Absolutely. And I've learned, I have learned so much about relationships from you <laughs> and doing the stories that I have. And I, Thanks, and I think communication is one of the most important things. But again, when you don't see your parents resolving conflict with mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. where, where do you get that from? And, right. and I think it's important. I think it's important. I mean, you don't want to be arguing and yelling and screaming in front of your kids, of course, all no. the time. But I think it's good if, if children can see their parents with a conflict between mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. that they are able to resolve and to see how they do it and to see that love transcends these disagreements, maybe. And that when you really do love someone, you, you, you see beyond these conflicts that you have. So, so I, I think that was the big thing too, was not ever seeing how conflict was resolved within a marriage because of mm-hmm. my mom and dad, and, and, you know, they do give you a template for how a marriage should be that and my lack of communication and my wanting to please everyone all the time and, and not thinking of myself and how I should express myself and not wanting confrontation, all mm-hmm. those things combined led to that coming apart of that marriage. So the takeaway is if you're having some kind of conflict to just talk about it in your marriage and get through it at the time, don't, don't push it away or put it, push it under the rug. You want to bring it up then and there, or wait a little while when you're not enraged or whatnot and talk it through. The hardest part is bringing up conflict in a marriage. And, um, and according to, um, psychologist Terry Orbach, who I'll be interviewing on this show in, uh, in a few weeks, unmet expectations is the number one reason that couples divorce. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unmet expectations. Yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. The thing Mm -hmm. is 
when you become emotional and, and like I said, Jackie is a licensed marriage and, and family mm-hmm. therapist. So, so she's explained some of these things. And when I understand these things, it really helps in relationship. Mm-hmm. When you're emotional, you're not thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with a lot of situations where a father might strike a child, you know, out of anger. Mm-hmm. You hear about that, you know, those types of things happening or someone mm-hmm. lashes out at someone else. It's it's even in, in politics, whether you're on one side, blue mm-hmm. side or the red side or the whatever. When these mm-hmm. people are getting emotional about things, you, you can't sit down there and reason with them. You could say, hey, the sun is shining today. And if they're emotionally activated, they go, no, it's not shining. I don't think it's shining. And until mm-hmm. you can get past the emotional activation with things mm-hmm. and just sit there and say, hey, let's talk about this calmly. This isn't about making you mad or, or not mm-hmm. making you mad. And you control your own emotions. I don't mm-hmm. make you mad. Mm-hmm. You allow yourself to get mad. So think about it. And, it. and it can be very tough. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not that all of a sudden, oh, this is all unicorns and rainbows mm-hmm. and things like that. It takes work. And I think mm-hmm. that's the other thing I neglected in my first marriage was the work that it takes. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, everything will be just fine. We're mm-hmm. married. We're in love, you know, and everything will work itself out. Well, you don't take into fact about paying bills, about taking care of the children, the animals, uh, your work taking you away, where you want to mm-hmm. go on vacation, this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. all those things just combine and and they can be overwhelming if you don't work at it. So mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. And when you say work, you go, oh, I don't like work. You know, it's so tough mm-hmm. or whatever. If you really love someone, you, I think you're willing to do what it takes to make sure that that everything works as well as it possibly can. So when I say work, I don't mean work in the sense of it's a nine to five job, you know, and then after five o'clock, you all have a beer and everything's okay kind of thing. It's a looking out after the needs of others, looking out after yourself too. Self-care is very important, but trying to understand that other person and understanding too, that there will be some bumps in the road along the way. I don't know that anybody agrees with the other person all the time. And, you know, I, I sometimes think of my relationship with my brother who has, you know, been my best friend like forever and he and I get along, but we have arguments at times and we mm-hmm. get upset, but, but we resolve that because we love one another. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, Jackie is truly my best friend. She's my best friend. She's a person I can talk to and say anything to that I want. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like that feeling. And beforehand, I didn't have that feeling that I could say anything. With Jackie, I feel safe. And that's the other thing you've talked about, Lori, too, is that mm-hmm. people have to feel safe. I have to, mm-hmm. If I don't feel safe with you, I can't tell you everything. If, if you go off the, the rockets or if you get upset when I say something to you in a calm manner, I'm not going to feel safe telling you things down the road. And that builds up over time. And so mm-hmm. I, I sort of look at it that way, that that. You, you've got to be willing to work at it. You've got to communicate. You've got to feel safe with that other person. If, and if you don't feel safe, I think that's going to lead to cracks in the relationship. And, and when those cracks appear, those other things start pouring in there, the lack of the work, the lack of communication, the lack mm-hmm. of the understanding. And it's going to just further create a division there. Hmm. there you go. Very, very well said and explained. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
And I think it's important when people sit down to have the, to, to set a time and say, let's sit down and just talk about mm -hmm. this topic. I'd like to speak first. If you don't mind, please don't interrupt me. And then I'll give you a chance to speak and I won't interrupt you and just kind of see what goes on and let's set some ground rules. There's going to be no cursing at each other. Neither of us are going to get up and walk out of the room. You know, I, I need you to be kind to me, whatever it is that, you know, may have happened in the past, kind of put that right out there and then just have like a real conversation about whatever it is about the kids, about the money, about the house, whatever it is, and just try to get through, just say, my goal for this conversation is to get through this and get to the other side, because I don't want this to be a conflict anymore. I love you. You know, that's the whole idea. <clears throat> and if you can actually get to those conversations, which are so hard, then that's how you get through it. The minutia of the day-to-day -day conversations, connection, and just real talk is how you get through a marriage. In my mm -hmm. opinion, that's been my experience. And, you know, there were years where I didn't share a lot about what was going on in my internal dialogue because I was scared. And, you know, that comes from lots of things that have happened in my past. Um, and fear uh, will will block you from getting to mm -hmm. what those those real conversations. So uh, you, you described that beautifully. Thank you, John. Now let's talk oh, about thank your, you. <laughs> let's talk about your new wife, Jackie. How did you know she well, was the one? I, well, I've always said this. You just know. Mm. <laughs> I call it the I know factor. I know. Mm. Um, we met actually about 30 years ago, almost 30 mm. years ago. Um, I was working for the county at the time. She was working for the county. I was over the video production for the county. And she had to do a video for the section she was working for. Uh, and that's how we first met. And uh, I remember when I first met her, uh, I had some strong feelings about her in that I didn't know that I was going to enjoy working with her. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's how that wow. was. And uh, I was married at the time. She was married at mm -hmm. the time. So, you know, it was it was very business-like relationship. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but as we got into this project and I got to know her better, I, I thought she was, uh, I, I thought she was a terrific person mm -hmm. and, and we did get along together and, and we got this video made. It was over the course of many, many weeks. So we sort of got to know each other better and, uh, just, you know, I thought the world of her, like I thought the world of, uh, like you would, if you meet somebody and, and you just get along with them like you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she moved on with her life. I moved on with mine. She moved uh, out of Charlotte, this area here. Uh, she moved. She then. She eventually wound up moving out of state, and I, you know, I didn't hear from her for the longest, longest time. But then um, I was, uh, I was out of my marriage and um, mm -hmm. uh, on my own, and Facebook. I don't know exactly, I can't, I'm not sure exactly how, but we just actually happened to somehow reconnect on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And and when we did, she was no longer in, in her marriage. And just through that, we just, I don't, it's hard to say. I think this, mm -hmm. Laurie, and I want to, I want to hear your opinion on it. Cause I tell, I talked to Jackie about this too. Mm -hmm. I, I recognize what you do is, is very professional. You've done a lot of study and book work. Jackie's done a lot of study and book work on relationships, mm -hmm. and you know what there is. 
And, you know, you can predict a lot of things based mm-hmm. on what you've read and all like that. But I believe this. I believe there is that magic, though, that can exist in a relationship that can't be explained. Why is it that you there is a core thing about a relationship that it just it's going to work and you can't explain it? And that's that's what I feel with Jackie is that I can explain a lot of why I get along with her and why I love her so much. Part of it is I love her sense of humor. My God, the woman is just she's. She has this sense of humor that is so dry and so witty that it's, Mm -hmm. oh, and I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that about her. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's caring. She loves children. She works with people. She's empathetic. All these great things. But you know what? Mm -hmm. You can meet a lot of people who have a lot of those qualities. Mm -hmm. So what is it that differentiates her from, say, others that you might meet? And I say it's that little bit of magic that exists. And and I could be wrong. I don't know. But that's sort of how I look about it is we we have so many of these wonderful things that happen, but there's something there that makes it special that you just can't put your finger on. And I try every day. I think to myself – Oh man, I just I just think so much of this. What is it that makes we just click so well together? And mm. you, you know, you could go. I could find you somebody who's empathetic with others. He works well with people, and mm-hmm. you put us together, and there'd be nothing there. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, so what is that, Lori? Why do we? Is there something that is just you just can't explain some things? It's a soul connection. Yeah. That's it's what it spir- is. It's a spiritual soul connection. And it, it it's happened to me before with uh, men and women. Sometimes I'll meet a woman and be like, okay, where have you been my whole life? I need to catch you up now yes. on everything. It's yes. this like knowing. I have chills when I talk about it. It's happened to me several times with women. Um, and with my with my husband, I just had this little voice in my head that was like, mm-hmm. that's the one. And yeah. it, I can't explain it. It's just what happened. And I think that we need to, t- to pay attention to those little voices and the whisperings um, because there there's a deeper energetic level to our connections to people. I, I do believe in soulmates. Um, some people say ah. that doesn't exist, but I, I do believe those kind of whisperings in your ear. And it's not just you know, opposite sex soulmates or same sex soulmates, depending. I'm not talking about heterosexual or homosexual connection. I'm talking about soulmates. I'm talking about when you get a whispering in your ear, this is somebody who I know. Okay. I know this person and you just, you want to catch them up on your life and you want to connect with them deeply. And we don't have that many of those people in our lives. And when it, when they do come along and, and what's always exciting to think is who, who else is out there that I haven't yeah. met yet that I still yeah. will come across in my lifetime. So just lots of good things coming down, down the pike. And, um, you know, it's, you just, you have to pay attention. I and you need to be very present in order to recognize it. I agree with you. And I, and I mean this mm-hmm. in the best way too. I think there are maybe a lot of people out in this world that if that if you meet them, you will have that incredible connection. The thing mm-hmm. is, you may never meet them, though, that there, there is somebody out there for everyone. I believe there may be mm-hmm. more than one person for everyone. Absolutely. I don't know. But 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 you may never meet them. I'm fortunate. I met mm-hmm. I met this wonderful, incredible person 
who yeah. I feel the soulful connection to, but mm-hmm. who, who, who challenges me every day, who mm-hmm. wants to work at a relationship, is very expressive. Let me tell you something. She never hesitates to express herself and how she feels about mm-hmm. something. She wants me to do the same, and she invites mm-hmm. me to do that, and I feel very safe. And I want her to feel safe because there are issues out there that we do not agree on at all. But we talk sure. about them in a calm and reasonable manner. But she always assures me, says, you know, I love you and and nothing can break that bond. And so when you mm-hmm. feel that security with someone else, especially mm-hmm. if you have that I know factor and that soulmate factor, that mm-hmm. makes for an incredible relationship. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a certain I think, too. I don't mean this in a sexual way. I'm going to say this, though, too. I think a physical connection can be very important. It doesn't necessarily have to be. I think there are people who are together and their their physical attraction to one another doesn't have any impact on it. But I, I, I'm not and I'm not talking in a sexual manner. I mean, there's just a physical something that happens, too, that when you hold that person or hug that person, you mm-hmm. just feel like this, you just know this is the right one, that, that, that mm-hmm. this really works there. So when you have that emotional connection, that spiritual mm-hmm. connection, that physical mm-hmm. connection, and all those, and that's how Jackie is. I, I'm just, it, it's just hitting on all these cylinders more so than mm-hmm. anything I've ever experienced before in the past. So mm-hmm. that, that's what makes this work as well as it does. And, and I, I have learned so much from her. She's mm-hmm. taught me so much. I don't know how she puts up with me sometimes because I can be kind of crazy. <laughs> but, but, but what you were saying there, I believe that there's a soulful something out there that you are not mm-hmm. going to be able to explain scientifically. You can go to mm-hmm. Freud or you can go to Dr. Phil or whoever, and they, they can't pinpoint exactly what it is. And I think that's what makes life so, so wonderful, so, so incredible. And, you know, I, I, I like to think I'm, I'm a strong Christian and, mm-hmm. and I believe God has his hand in things, too. And, and you don't mm-hmm. have to believe that way. No one has to. Mm-hmm. But it works for Jackie and me. Mm-hmm. And so if I feel that spiritual thing, there are probably mm-hmm. people out there who are atheists or who are of different religions. And they feel as strong about their mate, their sure. soulmate, as I do Jackie. And so I yeah. don't discount any way anyone else. Who's, but for me... For Jackie and me, mm-hmm. that 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 the spiritual connection is as important mm-hmm. as any of the others too. So all those mm-hmm. things that are important to me and important to her, I think, work together well. So yeah. take that for what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I love I love that. And anyone of any faith and belief in higher power, spirituality, God, Mother Earth, whatever they want to call their higher power mm-hmm. they can just kind of connect in their energy connect yes. in there to yes. attract the one that they want and i 100 percent agree with you that there is a lid for every pot and i have i have felt yeah. so fortunate in my work as a matchmaker to be able to connect some of those some of those lids and pots and um and the the greatest joy that i have is is seeing their children on Facebook mm-hmm. and and also even like some of the older folks that I've I've introduced to see how they interact with their their spouse or their partner's grandchildren like some of those like really there's intergenerational intergener- connections and matches that take place is really some of my greatest joy as a matchmaker. Well, it's 
I awesome. and I will say this: what the work that you are doing, Lori, is is so important, and I admire so much what you do, especially in this world today, where it's harder. I think it's harder than ever to find those connections in in. And it's just a different world than it was Mm -hmm. 20, 25, 30, 40 years ago. What Mm -hmm. you're doing has such a positive impact on people's lives. I don't know that there could be more important work than what you are doing in in that you you are bringing people together. They're finding themselves and they're finding that Mm -hmm. person who's right for them. And I do believe we are better in this world. Most of us are, or a lot of us are. I don't. I can't make a just overall statement, but we're better mm-hmm. because of the person we're with. I know I am a better person mm-hmm. because of Jackie, and she mm-hmm. brings that out in me, and I love that that she does that. And so I, I like to think because if I'm a better person, then I can do more for others. And what you mm-hmm. do is you're helping people be at their best because mm-hmm. they want to be their best with these other people here. I mean. Wh- what more can we do in this world that that if it's not if we're making a positive difference in this world and and that's so I appreciate what you're doing very much and 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 all and you I've learned a lot from you over these years. Thanks, John. And I we're going to wrap up, but I I I hope that this podcast helps someone out there mm-hmm. just to know to keep looking if if they're searching for love. And if they're feeling struggles in their relationship, that you can get to the other side of that. It's just, you just need to sit down and have that deep um, conflict conversation and know in your heart that um, to perhaps let go of the fear of abandonment yes. um, and, and and get through some of those conversations so that you can let, let that go. Um, yeah, and if I you need agree. to see yes. a therapist over that, a marriage therapist or an individual, therapist to kind of get through those those feelings um that is often the reason why people aren't um really connecting and having those conflict conversations mm-hmm. they're afraid they're mm-hmm. they're going to be abandoned so um mm. this was yeah. awesome john well wow. i appreciate Thank you. I, you know i just i just think you know that having a great relationship there's no nothing any more satisfying or whatever mm-hmm. and and i'm just i'm just very fortunate and I think this, though, Lori, sometimes I think you find love unexpectedly. And what mm-hmm. can be better than that? It, it just it hits you. And sometimes we try too hard, maybe. And mm-hmm. what you do, though, is help people. I think this. I think some people out there trying too hard at it. You don't you, you take it and take it from a, a, a different viewpoint. And, and I think that's what makes it better is that you're helping people find it in a in a way that they aren't so oh driven i don't know exactly how to explain it but that's just the thing i am so fortunate that i found jackie and you know who i i didn't know that it was going to be so good that it was going to work out so well but it just came along that way and boy when it hits you, it hits you big time. And, and I'm just, I'm just blessed and as fortunate it can be, but I hope, I hope you continue to do what you're doing for a long, long time. Because <laughs> it, it, really, it makes a difference in this world. It really does. Mm. Well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Oh, and John, thank you. Thank you so much. It was really delightful to be with you. And I look forward to future conversations. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.